Guideline First Look Guideline for Transmission-Based Precautions by Lisa Croak The updated and retitled AORN, Guideline for Transmission-Based Precautions, will provide guidance on implementing standard and transmission-based precautions, including contact, droplet, and airborne, to prevent pathogen transmission in the perioperative environment. There are also recommendations on personal protective equipment, PPE, bloodborne pathogens, immunization and infections, exudative lesions, and non-intact skin in healthcare personnel. The guideline was last updated in 2012 and was previously titled Guideline for Prevention of Transmissible Infections. According to Amber Wood, AORN Guidelines Editor-in-Chief and Lead Author of the Guideline, the goal of this update was to improve perioperative nurses' selection and use of PPE. The Ebola outbreak in 2014-2016 brought many concerns about PPE to our awareness, and much research has been conducted on this issue, she said. We want perioperative RNs to be safe and confident that they are selecting the right PPE for the task. In addition to the significantly expanded recommendations on wearing PPE, this update also provides new recommendations regarding visitors for patients requiring contact precautions. Many facility policies only address precautions for personnel, but we felt that it also was important to provide guidance for patient visitors, Wood said. Gloves Low-protein, powder-free, natural rubber latex gloves or latex-free gloves should be worn when contact with blood, other bodily fluids, or other potentially infectious materials is anticipated, and when caring for patients under contact precautions, or being in contact with surfaces in the patient's environment that could be contaminated. Using gloves does not negate the need for hand hygiene, and when indicated, personnel should remove the gloves to perform hand hygiene. The updated guideline now provides a preferred order for glove removal. Healthcare personnel often contaminate themselves during the removal of PPE, especially gloves, Wood said. We have aligned with CDC. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, guidance to share the best practices for PPE removal. The steps for glove removal are as follows. Step 1. With a gloved hand, grasp the palm area of the other glove, peel the glove away from the hand, allowing the glove to turn inside out, and hold the removed glove. Step 2. With the ungloved hand, Slide a finger under the glove cuff and remove the second glove by peeling it off the hand. Step 3. Discard the removed gloves and perform hand hygiene. Gowns Perioperative personnel must wear gowns when contact between arms or clothing and blood, other body fluids, or other potentially infectious materials is anticipated. And when caring for patients requiring contact precautions, or being in contact with surfaces or equipment in the patient's environment that could be contaminated. Gown type should be based on the task being performed and the amount of possible exposure, as well as the liquid barrier performance class of the gown. The steps for gown removal are as follows. Step 1. Rasp the front of the gown with gloved hands. Step 2. Pull the gown away from the body so that the attachments break. 
Step 3. While removing the gown, roll the gown inside out into a bundle, touching only the outside of the gown with gloved hands. Step 4. Peel off the gloves as the gown is being removed, touching only the inside of the gloves and gown with bare hands. Step 5. Discard the gown and gloves into a waste container or soiled linen bin and perform hand hygiene. Masks. Masks should be worn when splashes, spray, spatter, or droplets of blood or other potentially infectious materials may be produced and nose or mouth contamination is anticipated. Surgical masks are essential for protecting the face and mouth of perioperative personnel from blood splashes, in addition to the bacterial filtration benefit to the patient as part of sterile technique, Wood said. Mask type should be based on the tasks being performed and the amount of exposure, as well as the barrier level of the mask. It is important to have a mask that has been tested according to ASTM, American Society for Testing and Materials, standards to verify that it will provide fluid barrier protection so that blood splashes will not leak onto the wearer's face and mouth, Wood said. When removing PPE, masks should be taken off last via the ties, followed by hand hygiene. Respirators When needed for respiratory protection, perioperative personnel should wear surgical N95 or higher-level respirators approved by the National Institute for Occupational Safety and Health and in accordance with the facility's respiratory protection program. Respirators are necessary before going into the room of a patient requiring airborne precautions, during aerosol-generating procedures for patients requiring droplet precautions for infections transmitted by respiratory aerosols, and for protection against surgical smoke that has not been completely evacuated. Respirators should be worn in accordance with the manufacturer's instructions for use, and a user seal check should be performed. When removing PPE, respirators should be taken off last, after leaving the patient's room and closing the door. Patient Visitors Visitors of patients who are or may be infected or colonized with pathogens that are transmitted by direct or indirect contact should wear gowns and gloves in the patient's room and perform hand hygiene on entrance and exit. Masks are also required if the patient is or may be infected with pathogens transmitted by respiratory droplets or the airborne route. Wood noted that guidance regarding patient visitors in the inpatient setting may be different than the perioperative setting, because visitors to the perioperative setting have a higher number of interactions with other visitors and patients in waiting areas. Conclusion Preventing transmission of potentially infectious agents should be a priority for perioperative personnel. To reduce the risk of transmission, standard and transmission-based precautions should be implemented, including selecting appropriate PPE, for example, gowns, gloves, masks, respirators, for tasks and procedures that could result in exposure to blood, other body fluids, or other potentially infectious materials. Visitors of patients who are or may be infected or colonized with pathogens that are transmitted by direct or indirect contact also should be involved in preventing transmission by performing hand hygiene and wearing appropriate gowns, gloves, or masks as needed.